0: What's up, tea drinkers? We are back with another episode of the Tea with KG, and we have a beautiful soul sister joining us, Caitlin Jardine. Yay! Bye. We are so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to grace us with your presence. Well, you having me? <laughs> of course. So excited.
1: I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy that you asked me to do this.
0: (laughs) Yay, of course. Well, I'm super excited about the topic that we're hitting on today. We are going to be talking about body image. I know the title left a little bit to the imagination, but it's gonna be all about body image. I guess I'll do a trigger warning now. We will be discussing disordered eating self-esteem, everything in that kind of ballpark. And also just a disclaimer, neither one of us are health professionals or nutritionists. We are just sharing our experiences because we know so many people have also been through things like this or maybe are currently going through this or know someone. And it's just important to share this type of stuff because sometimes these topics aren't discussed enough and they're not taboo. Like it's real life. And that's why we're here to to share where we've come from and what we've learned and maybe it'll help somebody along the way. So just wanted to throw that out there before we get going. Um, And yeah, so I guess we'll start with the who are you and what do you do? Okay, I'm
1: Caitlin. (laughs) I'm a photographer um, from Um, New Brunswick. My day job's not super flashy, so we're gonna go with. I'm a photographer. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) Uh, um, So I shoot mostly families and engagements, newborns, um, starting to dabble in some weddings, getting my foot out there. Um, I started doing photography 2019. Um, I actually always felt really called to do it, but I didn't take the plunge (laughs) until just recently. And yeah, and I mean, anybody that like wants to do something that's they they know they want to do it, but they're scared, just do it. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows what you're doing in the beginning. Your first session is going to suck. Your first podcast <laughs> is probably going to suck. Like all of that, it, It's but it's fine. It's how we learn and grow and like, just do it. Just do it.
0: Yes, so my- girl.
1: Words of wisdom off the bat.
0: <laughs> Preach. Oh, my God, yes. We're starting this episode off perfectly. What she's saying is so true. And, like, I have known Caitlin for years, and we're super tight besties, and she's just a beautiful soul. And I've watched her photography journey. I was her guinea pig. I was like, take my picture. Like, I'll, I'll be your person. <laughs> like... Oh, my God, We did so many good sessions in the beginning. <laughs> right? I was like, it's uh... just practice on me like it's it's good too if you are like let's just use photography for an example if you have friends use them like yes Yes. oh my god supporting your friends is so easy like if you have friends who are you know they have a small business they're network marketing they're they're doing a podcast they're doing whatever it is they're doing that's extra or whatever they're following their dreams it's so easy to support them. Go like a picture on their Instagram page. It's free for you. You're scrolling anyway. <laughs> Double yeah. tap. Like, exactly. Come on. <laughs> like
1: there's things we can do to support each other that costs zero dollars and makes a huge difference. Like even just like a like on a photo, like for someone like us with a small business and we're trying to make it in something like, oh, mm-hmm. it's huge. It's huge. And it like every, like I appreciate so much. So.
0: Yes, yeah. it's true. Same here. And it's like, it's, it's, it's not the validation it's, it's to me, it's, um, the extra confirmation that you, what you're doing is right. Cause like that stuff we, we both know, like that stuff doesn't really matter cause you're following your heart and your creativity, but Mm-hmm. that extra support it's support it, it it helps when you're an entrepreneur support is everything you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah I agree and I don't know if I said it already but I'm so excited to be here yeah. and to be part of this oh my gosh like I'm so proud of you for doing this don't, <laughs> Thank oh, you. already getting a little bit emotional but.
0: <laughs> she's a cancer and my rising sign is yeah. cancer so there's a lot of water emotional stuff here <laughs>
1: There's gonna
0: be probably tears at some point. <laughs> Already, happening. yeah, we're we're yeah. gonna get real, real, real. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there could be some emotions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. So yeah, we could go on tangents, as you could tell. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dive into our topic here today. So we both have a really long history when it comes to body image. All of the things in that ballpark will will probably be using a few different terminologies, but I'll probably say body image a lot just because it seems to encompass a lot of the things that I'm talking about. So uh, we're, we're both going to kind of share where where we started, where we're at. Um, and yeah, so when it comes to childhood, that's definitely where it started for me. And it makes my heart actually break when I look back now, because I'm like, how were you five? Literally, I have memories five years old. Of thinking I was too fat and like I wasn't a skinny child I had definitely had some fluff but I was by no means overweight or obese or fat like all kids not all kids but like growing up you know what I mean like depending on your body whatever you can have a little chub on you and I did and but I was very active but I will never forget like on the bus I was five and like a little boy was like called me fatso and I literally literally I'm how old am I we won't talk about that but like (laughs) I can still remember that like it, it it scarred me and I felt so much shame and like I just was like shocked one that someone would say that to me I was like what and um it really really got me and like even family members. I can remember at like, it was some sort of party we were having. And I won't won't say who the person was, but I I remember who they were. It was a family member. And there was like a fruit tray on the table. So I picked up a strawberry and I was eating it. And the she looked at me, she's like, she and she made it a big deal. Like she was trying to embarrass me. And it was mortifying in front of everyone. She's like, you're still eating. (laughs) And I was like, my I turned red so easy, so I'm sure I was 50 shades of red. And <laughs> it was horrible. And then she proceeded to go, every time I look, she's like, om nom nom. Like, she was doing this motion with her hands, like, I wouldn't stop eating. And I was, like, mortified. I'm pretty sure I went to my room after that, because I was like, who says that to a little child? Like oh my gosh.
1: Like, a child. Yeah. Like, yeah. A child. It's so... Sad. When you think about how young women are when they start experiencing these things, like I had similar experiences in my childhood where, you know, just little comments on the side, but those things stick with you. And you're a child, like you're supposed to eat and nourish your body and like (laughs) not be shamed for it like unbelievable it's so sad like it's just so sad to think about how young we are like like you said you were five like
0: yeah
1: young too like probably you know maybe 10 is when my issues probably started and like um yeah like I can remember like sucking in and doing all Mm -hmm. right like I'm so young and I'm like I was a child
0: yeah always sucking in always squeezing my fat to see how much was there like all these crazy fucked up things that are fucked up I don't care they're fucked up like that's not cool to do to yourself and to have it that that low self-worth like that's always what it translates to it's your it's your self-worth and your self-esteem and like my self-esteem was so shit growing up like it may not have been noticeable maybe to people I don't know I was a kid I don't know how I was perceived by others but Mm -hmm. inside I felt no love towards myself I because basically growing up like I grew up in the 90s and that was the era of the stick thin supermodel anyone who loves fashion or grew up in the 90s if you look back you know that was the aesthetic and like the modeling industry has come so far thanks to the body positivity movement yes, yes. thank <laughs> the lord but in that time it was if you're not stick thin you're not going to be a model and like that's what I and I loved like celebrities growing up, like the Spice Girls, Britney Spears, like I loved them all. I always looked up to celebrities because I loved watching music videos. And I was a little performer, like I was in my room with my hairbrush, dancing and singing and like trying to look like them. I wanted to be like them because those were my role models. That's who I looked up to. (laughs) And, you know, seeing their bodies in the magazines, like I Mm -hmm. was always striving to look like that. And Another thing I remember a lot as a kid is in, like, the grocery stores. You know, the magazines are always by the the yeah. checkout, right? Yeah. And seeing, like, all the titles. Lose weight, lose weight, lose. It was always about losing weight. Always, like, the girls on them with the measuring tapes. Look how much weight I lost before yeah. and after. Like, Slim Fast. Do you remember those commercials? Like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it it was so ingrained in us so early. And I mean, it still happened. Like, obviously, Mm. things have come quite a long way, but it's still everywhere. Oh, for sure. But isn't it wild to think about how much like that was just such a like prominent thing on my brain for so much of my life. And I'm like, there's so much more I could have put in my brain.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that you just said that. (laughs) of you know
1: self-talk and uh, like self-sabotage all of that right? yes oh it's-
0: my god I love that you said that it was all consuming that I never really thought of it in that way but it's so mm-hmm. fucking true it, it did consume me 100% mm-hmm. I my world revolved around punishing myself for yes. eating mm-hmm. being shameful for eating and shame is the biggest word I can think of and to have people close to you in your life. And of course, there's going to be bullies on the bus, bullies, they're always going to be there. But Mm -hmm. to have your family, certain members, like not, it wasn't my parents. My my mom always was like, you're so beautiful. Like she didn't say that. But like, you know, other family members would say these things. And it's just, it's not appropriate
1: ever. Because
0: it wasn't being said out of love. It wasn't being said with pure intentions. It was being said to shame and embarrass me like that's fucked up I'm sorry I got I'm on a roll with that story now I'm having like vivid that's, flashbacks.
1: Like, what did they get out of saying those things to us like what did like what did it bring them joy
0: exactly <laughs> you know? and, and it, to say it that causes like ahead. a constant state of judgment for us as as kids growing up and that's kind of like how we morph because like I feel that beauty was always related to weight growing up like did you feel that when you were growing up
1: yeah and it would just break my heart like you know I have two um nieces and they're so young and it would break my heart if they felt the same way so I I feel like I'm so careful with the words that I choose around them and Mm. that's like coming from you know breaking those cycles of oh it's just so ingrained in us and it's hard to break
0: it's so, oh, girl, oh, my God, guys, just you wait till we get into this, because <laughs> the journey started there. But oh, my God. <laughs> like, another thing I vividly remember as a kid is, like, trying jeans, jeans in particular in the dressing room. I literally remember being in tears at points in the dressing room, because you're embarrassed to say your size, because you're like, you think your size is your worth. <laughs> and you think if it's yeah. bigger, it's bad. It's not no it's just your body (laughs) like it's not bad and yeah when you try jeans on and they don't fit and it's just oh my god I can literally I remember what store it was what change it was like not a good time
1: oh my gosh we tie so much of our self-worth to our jean size like and I did for so long and actually, just recently I had to order new jeans and like those negative thoughts started to creep in and I was like no, I want to be comfortable. I want to be supported in my jeans. I am mm-hmm. not supposed to fit a certain size. Like they're made to fit me, not the other way around.
0: Yeah. Oh. And say it again. Say that again. I like, <laughs> like that. So uh, just order the jeans. Just
1: order the new jeans. It's okay. It's okay if you're like when you grow. Like it is what it is. That's life. Yeah. Like you grow in season and, it- and constantly changing. Exactly. Right.
0: And you know what else I love is like those pictures I've I've seen them on social media it's like it shows jeans that are all the same size anyone who's listening not watching I just did air quotes <laughs> um and they all the jeans fluctuate depending on where you buy them and as a young person that was really challenging for me now I don't give a fuck I'm like if I have to wear that size I don't care but let me tell you, getting to this point was not a walk in the park. It gosh. I'm in my 30s. But I'm just going to say it loud and proud. I'm 30 fucking 3. And <laughs> it took me a long time. <laughs> to be here. It's a privilege to grow old. <laughs> yes, and we're going to look damn fine doing it. <laughs> yes, <we are. laughs> Cheers to that, Taker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but oh my gosh, I remember like my goal was to fit into a zero. I remember that so vividly. Mm-hmm was young right like oh if
0: you were you, know, you see
1: a pile of jeans and you want to be at the top <laughs> at the zero
0: I remember friends being like oh well, it's a double zero i'm like what the fuck is a double zero right uh, oh you're freaking so you out am i good on, one sec okay i think you're good now <laughs> technology loves to do what it wants I are we think, okay i think we're okay <laughs> <laughs> I think the other uh, the last guest I had it it did a little but it seemed to be fine as we kept going so let's pray technology <laughs> we told you this is a real deal show so you get it all <laughs> Is there any other particular moments from your childhood you remember vividly? Oh, my
1: gosh. Like <laughs> so many. I remember, you know, days where I would be like, "I can't eat today. Like, I don't want to eat today because, um if I eat, then I won't look how I want to look. And oh my gosh, I remember being so hungry one day when I came home, and I was just miserable. and I like can't believe I would ever put myself through a day like that. Like
0: the punishment, that right?
1: Breaking. like it it. Makes me so sad to think about who I was then, and you know, Mm -hmm. it really wasn't that long ago, right? That I was like, you know, (laughs) portioning out little like, you know, plates of, like, (laughs) oh my gosh, and then binging. Oh, for (laughs) sure,
0: yeah, like unhealthy habits. That was another thing. I didn't watch healthy habits growing up, and I think that's really important. As I've grown, like when I eventually have kids, I want to make sure, like. I show them health, not just physically, mm-hmm. but mentally, because they're one and the same, like your mental well-being in regards to your relationship with food and exercise.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's just as important as what it does to you physically, like maybe more so. <laughs> like,
1: and like when you say that, like, you know, when I was growing up, we, my email, please stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you can't hear those. I thought I put myself on notification off. but
0: um, (laughs) It's all good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, um, you know, when we were growing up, you know, we didn't have, you know, a lot of money. So we ate what we ate and Mm -hmm. we didn't have that education of, you know, what does a balanced plate of food look like? You know, we ate, you know, sometimes we eat a beautiful meal and then some nights it was TV dinners. And yeah, like we didn't have that education at home. I remember this really well, actually. When I was in high school, like, our, one of our classes, we had to write down the food we ate in a day, and that was our assignment. What? So, it was kind of broken down by the food groups at the time.
0: Okay, I remember that food group guide thing. That was way off.
1: (laughs) Our, Our assignment was to write down what we ate in those food groups in a day, and I remember I had nothing that was in a food group because it was, I mean, it was one of those nights where we just ate what we had. (laughs) Yeah. I remember going to school the next day and I didn't have my assignment done because I what am I gonna write down? Yeah. (laughs) It was probably the only time I've ever gotten angry at an at a teacher for asking me about it. It was just such a like, I mean, I was embarrassed. Yeah. You know, I remember feeling embarrassed and I yeah, it's so hard because, you know, when we grew up, we didn't learn about that. And when I, when I was finally able to, like, buy my own meals and stuff, like, that's when I started to explore, you know, what's a protein? What's a carbon? Like, isn't that crazy? I didn't know what any of those things were. Yeah, I remember that quite vividly. That was rough. (laughs) Wow.
0: That, that, wow. Just wow. (laughs) Like, and you know what's wild is, like, what we're sharing right now, I'm sure doesn't even scratch the surface of everything, right? Gosh, I know. It's, yeah. 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 And like, what I found too, is what we've learned from a younger age, we brought with us into the teenage years, and into the university years, like, I, like I said, punished myself, I was like a sucker for punishment. And I, it's weird, but like, not that I felt good about it, but like it, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but like, let's just say I was exercising really, really hard. I, even though I was punishing myself for eating, I felt like satisfied with it in a, in a, in a fucked up way. I'm not saying that, that was healthy. That's all you knew. That's all your brain. Yeah. Knew, right. Yeah. And like, I found as I came into university, I was so self-destructive with myself. Like obviously like party a lot, I love to have fun, (laughs) but (laughs) I would binge and then I would throw up. Like I definitely did suffer from some bulimia. Like I wouldn't say I did it every meal, but (laughs) when I look back, I'm like, you shouldn't be doing it at all. (laughs) Like being like, oh, don't worry, I'll eat this. And then I'll just go throw it up, it's fine. And I, I approached it like that, so nonchalant, like, just throw up. It's fine. No, it's not fine. (laughs) It's not fine. (laughs) No, but it it definitely became like a bad, a bad habit. And I I grew out of it. I don't know how, but I just eventually stopped. But the not eating, like even sometimes when I was traveling, like I would just not eat. And I don't know if it's because I was nervous or what was going on, but I was embarrassed to eat in front of people for a really long time. And it was probably because comments were made to me when I was eating. And like eating in front of a guy on a date, I, it took me so long to be comfortable eating in front of my like a date.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, that you say that. Um, my partner and I, our first date outside of, like in public, we went to a, a restaurant. So I don't know if, Everybody knows what Montana's is, but we're in a (laughs) like Montana's is like a barbecue kind of place, and it's delicious. And it is. Remember ordering (laughs) a salad because I didn't want to be putting huge forkfuls of food in my mouth and just like picking at the. I was so hungry afterwards, like, and I told him that story after we got comfortable with each other, Mm -hmm. and he was like, "What the heck?" He was like, "I would never have like." dumped you because you wanted to eat like that's so crazy that my brain was like you can't eat in front of him because he he'll think less of you yes My <laughs> gosh like looking back that's just so
0: fucked up like it's right up and I I totally can relate like oh my god the Im- like and I would just like yeah like not eat or eat very little and sometimes you're like oh you didn't like your food it's because I didn't want to eat it. (laughs) I loved it. But I was like, scared to eat.
1: (laughs) Gosh, yes.
0: And like, it's just wild. And I noticed like, my self destructive years were definitely my early 20s. Like, I did not treat my body with respect or kindness in any way, shape or form. I, I feel like I was going through I was definitely like, you know, it was in it was related to everything from childhood, but also like, I was going through other things in my adult life. So that probably wasn't helping. And it was just like a vicious cycle. And like, I did the roller coasters, I did all of the things I would drink these shakes for most of my meals and not eat like eat once a day. Like, you know what I mean? Just very, very unhealthy habits, because I was just so focused on if I just lose weight, I'll be beautiful. If I just lose weight, I'll feel better. Finally, I'll finally love myself. And it's like, no, you should love yourself no matter where you're at, and the rest will translate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I had sort of an opposite experience of that. I like I didn't go to university, so I kind of stayed here, and I started going to the gym um, when I graduated. And I found I, for a long time, I related a lot of my self-worth to fitness and health. Mm. And what I perceived as health, I guess, looking back, wasn't so healthy. Um, I definitely, and this is real thing. I had an exercise addiction. Okay. That is yeah. a real thing. If you think you have an exercise addiction, you probably, d- hi
0: Vincent. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's like, I hear auntie. Okay.
1: <laughs> so cute right now.
0: <laughs> Everyone needs to just watch the YouTube because you'll get to see all these funny things that happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's so cute. But, yeah, so I realized that I had an exercise addi- addiction. I was, like, working out a lot and mm-hmm. not resting. And you need to rest, especially yeah, yeah. if you want to be an athlete. You need to take your rest days yep, yep. <laughs> and sleep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I threw myself into um, fitness. And then mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would meal prep. And, of course, that's good. Like, it's good. Yes. Trying to nur- I was trying to nourish myself any way that I knew how to nourish myself. Because, like I said, I didn't have that education growing up right oh so, you know I would eat I didn't eat nearly enough like I should have but yeah so I kind of had the opposite
0: sort of like adult- in that time frame early adulthood yeah yeah I find I I eventually get into where you're at I'm like my my, my journey's like this. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's true because like the whole time like I've always been active since childhood like I was a competitive swimmer I was I was what I was like (laughs) I used to figure skate and I'd have to have my bathing suit on under my skating stuff to get to swim practice right after I was done skating like yeah it was too much it was it was way too much like and just because I wanted to do everything but eventually I had to cut down so in high school I lifeguarded and taught swimming but then I that's when I discovered the gym was that time frame so in university I did it was I'm very like I get bored so easy so this is very typical for me like I'll be really obsessed with one type of workout and then I switch Mm -hmm. and then I switch and then I switch like that's just very me so in university too I, I but it wasn't healthy it was again I punished myself with the exercise it wasn't uh uh, Wasn't fun. The only things I had fun with in university, exercise-wise, was when I would swim laps in the pool or I did hip hop. I loved that because it yes. was well, yes. obviously so- I loved dance.
1: Oh my gosh, it's so important now. Like that's one of the main things for me is if I'm gonna be working out, I'm gonna be having fun with what I'm doing. Yes,
0: working preach, out,
1: mama to myself. I'm working out for movement. I'm working out for my mental health. I'm working out to get stronger. Yes. Gosh, that's changed so much over the years where it went from being kind of aesthetic to now I have, you know, that's a a tip for you guys. Like if Mm -hmm. you you set goals that are not related to your body appearance, set goals like strength goals, set goals, mental health. Like I want to work out once a day for 15 minutes, go for a walk. For my
0: mental state. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, I feel like for me, I eventually got to a healthy place with that kind of mindset. It was probably my later 20s was when I eventually got there. And um, and that was it. I finally found something that clicked with me nutrition-wise. And I see Nikki. <laughs> Her cat's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Never goes here he's like hello (laughs) he's so funny um my last guest I had her cat made an appearance too like they can hear me they're like I I miss like my cats back home so much so I'm like let me love you all the kitties (laughs) sorry I get so distracted squirrel brain hello Um, I found like it took me a lot longer to get to that point and um, when I finally found something that clicked and again like you were saying earlier about finally educating yourself on nutrition I felt the same it, it, when you finally kind of get out on your own and you're in charge of what you're putting in your body that's when you can take the reins and be like actually I don't have to live the way I've always lived or live what I grew up watching I can make my own choices and I can choose to fuel my body with health. And don't get me wrong, Caitlin and I are very much about the treats too. And um, I, I use that word lightly, but that's just the word I like to use. I don't want people to, to associate it with, you can only no. have, you, you know what I mean? You know what I'm I trying to say? Yeah, it's just, that's my word. I like to use that yeah. word. So we love our treats. We're yeah, very that, into
1: the balance. That, have a negative, that word doesn't have a negative connotation to us. It might have to to somebody else. So, you know, choose whatever word that works for you, but yes. yeah, I love my treats.
0: <laughs> right, whatever word resonates for you. Um, and, you know, we we always, I think that's the point, is I went through so much life of restriction, and like, um, if you don't cut it down, it's, it's not, it's not, like, it's bad, too much, and like, just plain old, like, wouldn't let myself have things I fucking love. Yes. And that's not good either, it's not saying go eat, ice cream all day every day. But if you're feeling yeah. like you want some ice cream, go have some ice cream. <laughs> like,
1: take the word bad out of your vocabulary when you're talking about your the foods that you like because they're not yeah. bad foods. They're yeah. foods that you enjoy, right? Yes. Yeah. When you take that word out of the equation, then you can ha- have whatever you want.
0: <laughs> exactly. And like if it brings you joy, yes. And so we are women. Sometimes we need extra carbs. <laughs> like the- Legit. Okay, this is a sign. Well, I, I don't want to quote anything, but I know it's scientific fact because I read it somewhere. I was just going to say. Women, <laughs> before your period, you may notice, Caitlin and I talk about this all the time, PMS week, which is premenstrual cycle before the week before your period, your body is prepping for what it's about to go through. So I am extra hungry. I know. I'm like, oh, goddamn, I am PMSing. I can eat the world give me everything you cannot satisfy me bottomless yes, it's true it's like science facts mic drop mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, as a female your body is preparing for a week of i was gonna say a week of hell but that's probably a little um, dramatic
1: <laughs> i would use <laughs> yeah.
0: so you it's as i'm just speaking to the females um who go through periods if you're noticing stuff like that and you're extra hungry take note where are you in your cycle because it could be your body's just prepping
1: yeah yes exactly and I mean the more you know about yourself too I mean you can take those things and realize like it's okay if you need extra food on this day because this right Mm -hmm.
0: and our bodies are so fucking smart like listen to your body
1: Mm -hmm. yes
0: and I think too, when you educate finally about your food and like what you need, because for me too, portions were always a big thing. Like I didn't know what portions were like, and I, I oh, oh, okay. I just thought of the song. I was going to say, I love my carbs. Caitlin has an awesome song that she sang to me the other day and I love it. I don't know if she'll sing it, but if she doesn't, I will. Cause it's great. You sing it. <laughs> okay um does anyone know the Barbie girl song by Aqua I'm sure you do but it's I'm a carby girl I'm like I am totally a carby girl so that is our song if you're a fellow carby girl that's our theme song oh my god I forgot (laughs) you probably didn't know where I was going with that you're like "Uh oh what is she doing (laughs) what did I do (laughs) oh my god I died when she said that I was like I love that. I was like, that's the new theme song because we love our carbs. I love bread. I love bakeries. I love pasta, pizza. I just love it. But I'm also aware I can't just eat that. That's not nutritional (laughs) for my whole body. Like you need to nourish your body. So (laughs) learning portion control with that type of particular food was a big deal for me. But also, too, like I wasn't eating enough protein either. Like I love veggies. I know that's weird for some people well, to hear but I do yeah. yeah cucumbers are like oh my god though but Caitlin introduced me to cucumber chips I don't know <laughs> if any of you have seen these but they're like um I think they're made they're actually they're lays but they're from like China I believe I think that's yeah. what it says on the top you can find it where like there's more the Asian types of foods in the grocery store and I'm not gonna lie they they do taste like cucumbers and I'm like god damn it I'm like cucumbers were like my crunchy snack, so I don't eat chips but now, like, like last night, I'm not going to lie, I had cut up cucumbers and cucumber chips together. Yeah,
1: I love that. Like
0: a little sandwich. I, I did put some of the chips on my sandwich too, actually.
1: That's a, a maritime thing to do.
0: Right? Yeah, anybody listening who's not from the Maritimes, we sometimes will put potato chips on our sandwiches. Yeah, it's delicious it is (laughs) crunchy it's awesome I was like I just got on a tangent about cucumber and cucumber (laughs) chips I don't oh talking about how I do enjoy veggies um so I find like I usually get enough of that in my system because it's enjoyable but you know other food groups that maybe you just don't like protein was a big one for me it was just challenging for me to get enough and like Also, like Caitlin was saying, when you're exercising, you have to take that into account. Like when I do F45, which is a very high intensity exercise, I have to eat more because my body is building muscle and I'm like, I'm starving. You know, even when I do yoga, that's a little less intense. So I don't notice as much of a hunger difference with that type of exercise. But with high intense, like Caitlin's a CrossFitter, so she can attest to this. Yes,
1: (laughs) for sure. Especially, if you know, we're doing a lot of like weightlifting one day. You know, afterwards, I could eat the entire world for the rest of the day because my body just went through so much <laughs> and yeah. I need to bring it back. But that's a big part of like recovery, right, is eating enough food. And if you're an athlete, you know, like recovery is so important and getting enough food is equally important and absolutely limiting your food intake because you're scared to eat I mean obviously if you're on a plan or something like that you know as an athlete sometimes we are like we do track food there's nothing wrong with that you just need to separate it from your self worth yes um and I mean once you do that you know you have that control right where you don't tie what you're eating to you know (laughs) how you feel about yourself yeah yeah but I'm no, sorry, I totally forgot what we were talking about. <laughs>
0: oh, I, we it's a brain stop moment. Um, we were just saying how, like with uh, different intensities of exercise, <laughs> you need to correlate what you what you eat. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, girl, literally, you know me. This Caitlin and I have same like same brain. like <laughs> we had a brain stop moment. <laughs> yeah,
1: so definitely, like if you're doing a really intense exercise, I mean you're gonna need to, you know, fuel up on protein and carbs. It's just life. Yeah. you need to do
0: and like I'll ask you this because you you I mean I've done CrossFit too but you're you've done it for forever um (laughs) like eating certain things before and after you work out like let's talk on that a bit because I think sometimes too again we're not nutritionists but we've walked the walk so we know what works for our bodies perhaps it will also work for you but in an exercise sense like is it eating carbs before you work out is good because then your body can burn that energy. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, carbs are fuel. <laughs> yeah, and we need to stop making carbs the enemy because they're not. Especially when you're doing workouts or you're an athlete, carbs are not the enemy. They are. Your they're friend. never
0: the enemy. We're carb girls. <laughs> <laughs> carb girls. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean,
1: carbs before your workout for sure. Like a lot of people eat, you know, like fruit or something like that before workout for that extra energy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with eating it after either. But if you're looking for a fuel source, I mean, I know some people who, instead of taking a pre-workout will eat a banana and it gives them the same um, sort of result. Right. So, yeah, totally.
0: And it's interesting because for me, my body, it's very different. I, if I'm doing high intensity, like CrossFit or F45 or something to that effect, I literally can't eat within like a two hour window before I do that or I want to throw up like I don't know if it's maybe my body takes longer to digest I don't know what that is I'm not sure but like I it sits in my belly and I'm like I'm gonna vomit like I can't it's, it's just weird but it's how yes. I'm built right.
1: And everybody's different, right? There's so many people that say the, would say the same thing. I could probably eat five minutes before and be somewhat okay as long as it wasn't like a huge meal. Like if I ate right. half a banana before, like 15 minutes before my workout, I would be fine. Yeah. But some other people, they'd be like, I would be throwing up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think for me, that's why probably early morning workouts, even though it is hard for me to get up, it is better for me because I'll have my coffee. And like, I, again, pre workout, it's like I have a slight allergy to caffeine. Mm -hmm. So I have to be careful with pre workout or I will. Like, it makes me want to throw up. I can't. But coffee, Especially I love you me some coffee. coffee. Yeah, we love me, it. but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a small little allergy. I remember when my naturopath told me that, and I was like, I'm not going to stop yeah. drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I don't believe you.
0: <laughs> no, but I just know my limits now. Because, like, if I can't drink too much, I can't, I can have it in the morning. I usually can't have it again, or it just makes me feel sick, so...
1: And a lot of the times, too, people who work out in the morning that cannot eat before. And if you're like me, you don't work out in the morning. But if I did work out in the morning, I'd be getting up like five minutes before I had to leave. But some people (laughs) wake up earlier to eat, which is wild to me. But a lot of people will um, fuel up the night before. So if you're Mm. in the morning, having like extra carbs that night would fuel you for the next day.
0: I think I definitely would do that. And I didn't notice I was doing it, but no (laughs) (laughs) doubt. And you know what? Actually, whoa, I'm having memories right now to like a few months ago. I remember eating like a lot of carbs and then the next day being like, wow, like
1: totally. killing it.
0: I remember there you doing this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I find if I'm going to do like a max out day. I'll eat all the carbs the, the day before, but also the day of because I don't <laughs> yeah. work up in the morning.
0: <laughs> Not a exactly. Morning exactly. But it helps. It does hmm. And I think to like how we've gotten to this place, it's definitely not been a simple journey. It's not been easy. Not for me anyway. And I know I know Caitlin's so I'm not speaking. She'll she'll tell you her side, too. But um, I basically for me, I did all the wrong things before I figured out what works for me. And I think too, even as I get older, it's still sometimes trial and error. Sometimes I still, like I notice what worked or what I used to do, I don't necessarily do now. Like I I definitely was a, one of those people who would keep a food journal. I would count calories and I would track, which again, we're saying this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when it becomes obsessive Mm -hmm. And like Caitlin said, if you're tying your self-worth to that, that's where you might want to take a step back and be like, okay, is this healthy mentally for me? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, like, like we're saying, like, especially if you're an athlete, like tracking your macros, things like that. Like, it's not the enemy. It's only the enemy if it's affecting and derailing your self-worth and your mental health.
1: Yes, exactly. Preach. (laughs) Mm.
0: It's yeah, because
1: so, so, so many people will, you know, think that tracking food and tracking macros and all of that is, you know, um, I'm not sure what word I'm trying to find, but like, it's not, it's like you said, it's not the enemy. It's not, it's, and it is only the enemy if. Yeah. <laughs> you- or tying yourself worth to it. You know, I did that for mm-hmm. a long time. I tied myself worth to how I ate and then, um, or how I tracked my food. And then if I ate outside of what I had tracked, I would be like mortified. I would be mm-hmm. panicking. I would think, okay, tomorrow I'm going to have to start all over and yes. it would do my entire brain. Um, but now, you know, if I wanted to track and if I wanted to you know change I when I talk about like changing my body I say changing my body composition
0: I love that when you say that word
1: because it's not necessarily you know I want to lose weight or I want to you know get muscle or, or whatever right but it's you know just wanting to change something about my body composition
0: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to tone your body how you see fit. Whatever makes you feel happy, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. There's nothing wrong with having those goals. There's absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with having those goals. But if your goal is to, you know, drastically change your body because you think that you don't look great now or if you think um, that you're... I'll be happy when. Yeah, exactly. I'll be happy when. There's no goal weight that you're going to achieve where you're going to be happy if that's nope. if you're living proof self worth,
0: right it's true so. i would be like the smallest i ever was and i'm still you would still look at yourself and the body dysmorphia would come in and you, you're not seeing what you really like even now sometimes people take my picture and i'm like is that what i look like like in it in, not in a bad way but it, it's because my body dysmorphia is still still very present for me like I don't know what I look like half the time
1: I feel like so many people struggle with body dysmorphia and probably don't even realize that they're struggling with that it's mm-hmm. so hard I actually that's one of the things that I love about photography is when you know women will come to me and say oh my gosh like I feel so beautiful in these photos yes. like, it's not the photos it's you. how many
0: times did I say that to you I'm like is that what I look yes. like
1: Yes, it is what you look like. You're stuffy, <laughs> beautiful and you're perfect just the way you are. And oh my gosh. I, That's I just why love- you're
0: a great photographer. She's like so com Like you'll never not feel comfortable. Like Caitlin makes you feel fucking gorgeous no matter what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Anyone who wants photos done, it's you want that in a photographer, someone who you feel safe with, you know?
1: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly.
0: It's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I saying? What were we saying? This is a brain stop.
1: Oh <laughs> my god, what were we saying? We're talking about uh, body goals. Body goals.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like how body goals are not again. Body goals aren't the enemy either. We're like the whole point of this conversation is not to say that certain things are wrong. It only comes into effect. Like we said, if it is derailing your self-worth, if you constantly look in the mirror and hate what you see, if you're squeezing your fat or if you're trying to, let's say, it's, maybe you're trying to gain more weight. Maybe you have trouble gaining weight. It doesn't matter. Which, whatever side, it doesn't matter. It's it's still you. It's your body. Like getting to a place where you love yourself regardless, it's mm-hmm. not an easy journey per se. <laughs> Wasn't easy for me. <laughs> and you know
1: it's constant work like i wish that there was you know something that I, I could tell you that would you know fix it immediately for you like i really do because it's heartbreaking to go through those feelings and to feel that and it's it's like you're suffocating in yourself and it's really it can be really really hard and really lonely mm. um <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just constant work it's constantly like you know Using affirmations, or you know, there's a quote I don't know who it's by, don't sue me. <laughs> but it, it says, If you can't say anything nice um, about yourself, then practice. And so, if you practice saying nice things about yourself, you know, especially when you're in that mode of like, you know, feeling down about yourself, we all have, we all do that all the time. Of course. i still do that. I still have. Close yes. over my bedroom because I don't feel good in anything. Yep. Just take a step back and, you know, say something nice about yourself or,
0: you know, mm. give yourself a hug. Like, yes, something. It's different. true. Because, like, even though you might feel silly doing it at first, because, like, it, it's weird. It's like anything when it's not a habit in your daily routine or your weekly routine, your monthly routine, whatever. It's weird. It's like anything you try, but especially when you're talking to yourself and you're like, you're beautiful. Like it and you're, I'm just going to say from my own experience, I didn't believe myself the first time. Didn't believe myself the fifth time. You know what I mean? It's it's a practice. It's like anything in life. You have to rewire that brain, honey. Yes. Honey, <laughs> you got to rewire that brain because like it's got a track that's like when you see something or hear something or whatever, it immediately goes this way you are it's your brain is like i'm not going to say it's a muscle because it's not obviously but it's like a muscle the more you train it the more you're going to redirect that neurological pathway to a positive thought about yourself it takes fucking time but it does work (laughs) and you're the damn conductor (laughs) yes (laughs) yes like you can
1: you know obviously you know mental health is a real issue and sometimes you just can't sometimes As hard as you try, you're not going to get out of that place, and it's Mm. that's totally okay. And you you know, need
0: support. That's okay.
1: Yeah, and if you're going through a hard time right now, like there are so many resources now, and like uh, therapy is beautiful. And
0: preach on that.
1: For help, if you need help, like it's. Yes. Yeah.
0: And like another thing, Caitlin and I talk about a lot is what you're consuming. Who do you follow on Instagram? What mm. are you looking at all the time? I'm saying right now, if it, if you're looking at someone's page or whatever, and it's not resonating and it's making you feel like shit, unfollow. It's uh, not that you don't like the person. It's nothing yeah. personal. People need to stop taking that personal too. Uh, when someone unfollows you, it's not personal because maybe yeah. you're doing something that's harming them and that's fine.
1: Yeah, we don't realize how much control we have when it comes to social media. We can control what we see and, you know, it takes some work to unfollow people and, you know, go through the motions. But I mean, I go through, as I see things that I'm like, oh, that makes me feel a certain way, then I unfollow and it'll never come up again. Or I think that there's ways to like, you know, rewire Instagram. (laughs) The algorithm, but like if you're searching for, you know, certain things like, Then it'll start to look for those things. Or, you know, if you follow people that are, you know, motivational and supportive, and Mm -hmm. and it'll suggest people like that, I think. I don't, I'm not super good at Instagram. I know.
0: And the algorithm changes so much too. But (laughs) I do, I do think there is some truth to that for sure. Because certain pages, I follow a lot of like um, spiritual pages and like quotes and stuff like that. And I find a lot of times it'll, even on my tea page that I just made for Instagram. Yeah. I don't like i'm still in the process of building that and following people and things like that like i i don't spend a lot of time there mm-hmm. just yet but um it, it is suggesting a lot of like those types of pages that i like on my personal page so i think yeah. there is some correlation to that for sure yeah. but who knows it's a like, mysterious algorithm
1: <laughs> yeah and i mean on my personal page i find who's <laughs> coming the oh, sorry, the Connor,
0: yeah <laughs> that's okay we love the animals here
1: <laughs> but I find like if I'll post something you know if I sometimes if I do like a big lift or something like I'll post it on Instagram And yeah. all of a sudden all of these weight loss things will come into play because I posted something about the gym but yes. then you just have to you, you can ignore those things and you can mm-hmm. it's just like we said unfollow anybody even if it's somebody that you love it's okay <laughs>
0: you can just yeah unf- exactly like, and yes. on Facebook, you're not, you don't, you're not unfriending. You're just, you can unfollow what you see yes. though. Like if it's causing you harm, it's not worth it. Yeah. And if someone you love truly loves you, they're going to understand that. Yes. And they're probably not even going to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a lot of times people don't notice that stuff. So just remember honoring what speaks to you is important. And that's also a form of self-love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred and ten percent. Um. Yeah. I think too, like, I'm trying to think like when things started to click for me and when things started to shift is, um, obviously educating myself about food. I've worked with nutritionists. I've worked with people in that industry who are the pros. They do understand the body. They understand. So I, from my experience, obviously do your research with who you decide to work with, if you want to do that, but I worked with someone who I knew, and also she's very holistic and very like amazing. So I trusted her. Make sure you trust who you speak with too, because that's important, especially Mm -hmm. if it's a sensitive thing for you, which for me very much is like Mm -hmm. very sensitive kind of topic. So I wanted to make sure I felt comfortable with my nutritionist. So Mm -hmm. I educated myself a lot. and Like Caitlin said too, the resources are endless. Be smart about what you're reading because obviously it's the internet. Anyone can do anything. But do your research. Take your time. Don't jump the gun at the first thing you see. Like, take your time. And remember, we are all uniquely made. Our genetics are all different. What responds for my body might not respond for Caitlin. And it can result even in your skin, your hair. There are certain things we may have intolerances to. So don't think that just because this works for me or her, it's, you know what I mean? It's okay to play with it to yep. see what works absolutely yep
1: totally agree
0: yeah and like just remember when you're exercising too I think it's very important for people to remember you're honoring your mind body and spirit when you're doing that and think how good you feel after you exercise those endorphins yep. even though maybe it might be challenging while you're trying to nail that lift but when you do nail that lift girl <laughs> uh, celebration like I'm literally picturing Caitlyn. she's strong as fuck like watch her Instagram because she posts some crazy ass things Like, I could remember being in that gym with her and being like my jaw's on the floor like how are you lifting that right now and the great thing is Caitlin's so supportive and sweet like because like I-, I would get in my head a lot with certain lifts and I'd be scared I'm like I don't want to put this over my head it's like heavy and she'd be like just do it you could do it and it was the cutest little way she'd say it and I'm like okay And then I would just do it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I do it. Or there'd be lifts like thrusters. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I remember doing it. I remember your different moments. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do this. This does not bring me joy. I'm not doing it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so true. And I mean, if we're talking about like changing, you know, your health and the way you view fitness and all of that, like, if what you feed your mind and your soul are just as important as your nutrition. And it's such it's just such a huge part of living a healthy lifestyle that we don't talk about enough either. As you know, especially like we said on social media, it's such a culprit of robbing your brain of those positive, you know, thoughts. Yeah, it's, you know, you just feel like you're constantly comparing yourself to others. And if you're seeing a full Instagram of just weight loss stuff, or, you know, somebody like lose 10 pounds in a week or whatever, like, you know, it's not, it's not healthy. And what what your brain hears and sees, it's important. And we got to take charge of that.
0: Exactly. And like, I'm just saying, if it says it's a quick fix, It's probably not very good for you because think about it with your body. It didn't get to where it is overnight. You're not going to change it overnight either. And why would you want to like you're rushing a process that could be a very like spiritual, like in like endearing process to you. Like for me with this journey, I finally love myself no matter what. And like we said, yes, we have our off days. Of course we do. But like I got the curves and swerves. And for once, I fucking love them. I'm like, I rock my curves. And like, I do have to give some props to the body positivity movement because I see more people that look like me now. And it is celebrated having curves and like working it. You know what I mean? And as a younger person, it was not celebrated. It was like, uh -uh, mm uh-uh. And now it's like. You know, some people, that's their body goals is to have the curves and swerves. And I'm like, I love my, my curves and swerves. Yes, there's certain things I would like to work on, but they're yeah. not consuming me. I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, this is cool. I'm cool with where I'm at. And uh, again, it's, I think everyone's journey is very unique to them. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a combo action, right? Fuel yeah. your body, but 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 eat what brings you joy educate yourself exercise in a way that brings you joy and if you need to switch it up like I do I switch it up all the time I have certain things that are very constant like yoga very I'll never get sick of that dancing I'll never get sick of that boxing like certain things I I know I'll never get sick of actually f 45 too I love because it's always different find yeah. what works for you yeah there's every, so much out there like there's so much yes you know and it comes with the mental what you're feeding yourself
1: yeah it really does like take charge of your social media, take charge of your surroundings, take charge of who mm-hmm. you surround yourself with. It's so important. Throw away your scale or put it somewhere. If it's bothering you, I didn't have a scale for years because every time mm-hmm. I looked at it, I wanted to throw up. Yeah. And that's not a way to live. And I don't have to have one of those. What's it doing?
0: Exactly. It's just a exactly. Number. Oh my God. The scale. Let's talk about the scale. Oh my God. The relationship with the scale. That's a big one. Oh I God. technically have one. I haven't stepped on it probably for a year.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Cause it's like, I, if I feel the need to do that, I will, yeah. but it's a delicate dance sometimes. Um, because sometimes those numbers do look a certain way and, in society or magazines I'm thinking of in particular, like it'll say how much celebrities weigh. And I'm again using air quotes because I guarantee that's probably not true. But also like the way our bodies look, like I could look like flat, not saying I have a flat stomach, but I could look like, you know, flat stomach, you know, in shape and maybe that scale number might say a number that would shock some people. Like it might be heavier because I have muscle mass or I have whatever. So you can't tie the number on the scale to your worth either. That's what it's your relationship with gravity. That's it.
1: Exactly. When I started working out, actually, in the beginning, I I actually gained weight. But my body composition changed. Mm. And it was shocking to some people. They were like, you don't look like you weigh that. But like, what does that look like? What does that exactly. really look like? Oh, say it again for the people oh. in the back. Yeah, like, and it's ju- it's just as simple as, if it bothers you, tuck it away, put it in a closet, let it collect dust. Throw let-
0: it out. <laughs> throw, it, throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> throw it off your balcony. <laughs> oh
1: God, it truly means nothing. It truly means nothing. It doesn't dictate your fitness level. It doesn't dictate your health and wellness. It doesn't dictate the state of your mental health. It does nothing. For your body, other than give you data, and if you need that data, that's fine. Get a scale, you know, use it at your leisure. Mm -hmm. But if you're tying your self-worth to the scale, and if you get on it and you cry, (laughs) or even if you get on it and you celebrate, that's also not so great, right? Yeah. So it goes both ways. So if you know. Yes. Throw it, throw it in the trash. Just throw it in the trash.
0: <laughs> throw it in the trash. You know what I actually love is um, I did a couple like challenges just for fun at F45 because it, it was fun. It was community building. And I wasn't doing it to lose weight. I was just doing it to challenge myself to work out. I wanted like I worked out pretty much five days a week consistently. And that was great because it was honoring my health. I was getting the endorphins. It was setting my day up for success. Like I what again for me working out. I always wanted to be a 5 a.m. girl who did that. And I never could commit. And then I don't know what happened since I moved here. I became one of those people at f 45. But know. you want to know when the traffic's not bad at that time. That's probably the biggest reason I was like, I don't want to drive in traffic. And there's nobody on the roads at this time. So it's perfect. Um, But it also you have to look at how do you feel after like I would have the best days because I was like, Yeah, 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 I was all pumped on those endorphins for the rest of my day. Mm. Um, But what they did with those challenges was they have a crazy scale there where it actually like, um, yes, you know what I'm talking about. It's like my scale, right? That thing. Yeah. And it shows you how much muscle mass you have, your skeletal mat, like your bones, how much water is in your body, like what the left side is. It it totally analyzes your body. And again, I'm sure there's maybe they're not entirely accurate. I don't know how those work, but they seem pretty accurate. And I found that was more interesting to me because after you do your 45-day challenge, for whatever your reasons may be, you can literally see what did my muscles do? What did my body fat do? And it wasn't a bad thing. And yeah, my weight would go up, but my fat would go down and my muscles increase. So that was kind of cool to see. So maybe for some of you, that might speak to you more. Yeah. And I mean, if
1: you're um, somebody who,
0: geez, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that scared me. I know, the
1: king. <laughs> keep happening. Um, but if you're somebody who like, I have some friends that love data and data is something that they, I'm like, it's like a love language for them.
0: Yeah, it speaks to them. And, some people are like that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's, again, there's nothing wrong with collecting data about yourself. Just don't tie it to your self-worth and don't let it destroy your soul.
0: Yes. Don't let it destroy your soul. (laughs) We want to preserve that beautiful soul. (laughs) It's true, because if you can get to that point where, like, or or if that's how you're wired, if you love data, or if you can get to the point, because I'm an artist, I'm very like a. I mean, data's cool, but it's not my bread and butter. You know, (laughs) I was like, I will take the bread, hold the butter. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh my god, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like butter, guys. (laughs) Um, But like. Oh, God, I just brain stopped thinking about bread. I'm like, "Mm, I want some bread (laughs) (laughs) out the window. Oh, my God. God. That's a funny story. Yeah, I don't also like cheese. Again, that's a very, a lot of people like cheese. I just don't love it. And we, (laughs) I think Caitlin was picking me up for work or something. And I had... I got a sandwich from Tim's and it had fucking cheese on it. And I said, no cheese. And like the amount of times they screw up my orders at drive-thrus is countless. So I was like, fuck this cheese. And I threw it out the window because I was like, it's food. Someone will eat it. It'll be fine. Because I am also, I am not a litterer. I'm going to throw that out now. I don't like when people litter. No. But <laughs> if, it's, if it can decompose and an animal could eat it, I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I threw it out the window, so I went and parked my, oh, this is why, because I had to park my car in a different area, so she was going to grab me and take us up to work, so she got me, I told her the story, was it it gone when we went up, or was it still there? (laughs) It was still there, I was like, I think I see a piece of cheese over there. That was mine. I think by lunchtime it was gone, though. So I was like, okay, someone got some food today. <laughs> a little squirrel or a bird. <laughs> uh, a crow, probably. <laughs> probably a crow. That was my vision, too. I was like, definitely a crow was like jackpot. Like, give me that
1: cheese.
0: Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's a funny story for today. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I keep getting so distracted because I'm like, that was such a funny, funny day. Oh, I wish we took a video of that
1: cheese. Oh, fresh we laugh so hard we have some good stories that are, oh god too many get, but get
0: <laughs> but oh so funny <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah back to like what we're saying with the um with the data and stuff like if you can yeah. get to a point where it can benefit you and it's not going to derail your process absolutely it's okay yeah nothing wrong yeah. with that and I think, too, when you look at yourself with kindness and compassion and love and stop being so fucking hard on yourself, guys, because I am the queen of being hard on yourself. And it, guess what? It doesn't work. It doesn't no. work. Who no. respo- Like I don't. respond. I know myself. I've said this to Caitlin a million times. I'm like, I respond to positivity. Why am I tearing myself apart when I know that's not that's not the tea for me? Like, no,
1: no, I don't and respond do to that? it. Like, really, when you think about it. Why do we do it? What does it change? Like nothing.
0: Exactly, And like, it's wild too, because I just thought of like uh, the diet industry. We kind of, I forgot we were going to touch on that, but like, we might as well touch on it now. (laughs) It feeds off of our insecurities and like, it's still present today very much. I don't think it's as toxic as it was when we grew up. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I from my memory, or maybe it's because I'm in a different place now. I don't view it as toxically because I don't look at it. I'm like, uh-uh, not for me.
1: But you know what I think they- that it has done, I think the reason you think it's not there or is not as prominent anymore is because they've redefined their tricks. Yes. And they make it so that if you're somebody who doesn't want a diet, they're like, this isn't a diet. This is yeah, a
0: lifestyle. A and lifestyle. You know, else.
1: Right. So then in your brain, you're like, well, it's not a diet. And so now we're thinking that diet culture isn't as bad or isn't right. As but it's still very prominent. They've, just, They've
0: moved with it- us. Learned new tricks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a marketing girl. So like, I can see right. Th- I know what they're doing. I'm like, yes. but it, and even me knowing that it still yeah. can, can still work. Like I obviously have bought into things. And like I used to do coaching for Beachbody. And I still will say the workouts are great. It's not that it's a bad company. I'm never going to say that because it benefited me a lot. Like I did learn a lot from that. But it is very much they've moved it that way too, like oh, wow. lifestyle and like, that kind of vibe. And again, it's not saying it's bad. It definitely it's oh, it yeah. can work for people. if it's what i'm again, I don't want anyone to think I'm saying it's bad because it's not because like I still think the workouts they they offer everything for everyone. If you're working from if you can't get to a gym and you need to work out from home, yes. yeah get their workouts because why not, right? Even when you it's think a, a good
1: though, right? Beach body, like what's a beach body? Every beach, everybody's a beach body,
0: yes.
1: even if you don't work out, even if you don't enjoy movement, you still got a beach body
0: like, yeah, girl. Yeah, you do <laughs> work that body. Baby, like, what you get so- that body from? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm waiting for those promotional emails to start coming in now that it's like
0: springtime. Oh. Like I thought you were going to say now that we said it out loud, our phones listen to us. Oh, my God. Pro- probably if I looked right now, there'd be like 10. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that good data tracking. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. But um.
0: <laughs> um what was I saying oh my god we're talking about beach body why was I talking about that diet industry oh yeah about how you're saying how it how it moves with the times it's true because yeah they definitely don't use the same verbiage that they used to use maybe yep. some do again I, I don't look at it so I'm not the expert in what it looks like right now because I know it's not for me so I'm just like nope <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I think a big key is when you educate on your body, you kind of figure out what you need, then you can start to be more intuitive with your eating. I think that that's where I'm at now. Like, I don't really measure things. I don't count things. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to change my body composition in this moment. So maybe if I was trying to do something like that, yeah, I would be more um, mindful yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. But um, once you kind of gauge what works for you nutritionally, you can listen to your body. And like, you know, sometimes I'm like, I just need something warm right now. Like I want something like soup. I love soup. So I'm like, always it's always a soup day for me. But, you know, listen to what your body wants. Yes. Like,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, I do that on the daily. I'm like today, or just last week, I was like, it was raining and it was a gloomy day. And I was like, I just want chili yeah and I drove around looking for chili all day I really wanted that and yeah it's just like you said and I mean even if you you were like keeping track of your meals you can still track that stuff right yes but yeah Yeah.
0: it's so true and also too when we talk about exercise you don't have to do something (gasps) hi copy
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh,
0: hi, puppy. Oh, my God. Benson's like, what? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Uh, And now the dog. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope you're watching on YouTube because you're going to get to see both our beautiful puppies. Oh, my God. Hi, Copper. You here, Auntie? Oh, my God. He's
1: looking
0: at you. (laughs) Benson's like, who are you talking to? (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my my God. God.
1: Day job calls. He'll come in and all you can see is just a tail. (laughs) Yes
0: it's like they know benson always if he knows i'm on video he's like i'm the star look at yeah. me <laughs> but um when we're talking about exercise too don't feel like you have to go join a gym or if that's not your thing walking is so underrated i walk every day because i have a dog so obviously i have to but like i have my body has changed in a positive way for me mm-hmm. just from walking Yeah.
1: And even just the way that walking will make you feel like (laughs) actually, pandemic is when I started walking because it's the only thing that I could do Mm -hmm. because the gyms closed down. And that was traumatic for me. I go to the gym every single, well, almost every single day and live in it. And that's literally where all of my friends are. That was traumatic. traumatic. And those feelings are valid. <laughs> yes, like, absolutely. And back to when that was just devastating, but anyway, so I started walking, and we used to do these like little challenges, like walk 5K a day or something like that, right? But when I first started, my body hurt so much, <laughs> like it hurt so much. And I am somebody who squats and lifts and d- does ridiculous workouts some days. Yes, yeah, you I- do. My, <laughs> my life. But walking ruined my soul. <laughs> yes. Like my hips would hurt, my back would hurt, and I was like, what on earth is this exercise? This is insane. <laughs> and so I just kept doing it. I was like, okay, like I gotta keep doing this because like you walk every single day of your life. Yeah. Why does it hurt me to walk? Like it's it was insane. So yeah, walking is um probably the most underrated exercise in the entire world because we literally have to do it every day and yes. if you start if you start and you're like me and your back really hurts don't give up because Yo, engage those ab muscles it. it gets used to it and now i can walk with no
0: problems thank god <laughs> hi honey i know i'm like hi <laughs> we keep and seeing the dog
1: because <laughs> oh, we're talking about walking
0: oh no we keep saying that word I, oh no I, that's probably why he was looking at me too he's like what <laughs> Yeah, we go um walks
1: every day almost almost every yeah we do we go for walks okay <laughs> and it's just it, it's good for the mental health it's good for the physical health it's mm-hmm. good to the blood flowing especially if you have a sedentary job sedentary yes sedentary yeah. job yeah and yep. you're sitting all day it's just yeah it's movement
0: so- is medicine yes yeah yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say, I was going to say, and walking is so easy on the joints, but then you were like, am my back hurt? And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe not. But like your knees and stuff. No, like, but it, it's not like running where running's very hard on the joints. Yeah.
1: It's very low impact, but it's good for your joints is yes. a better way to say that, right? It's good for your joints to keep them moving. Yeah. Mm.
0: Absolutely. So like that's and and like connecting with nature. I, I always feel like I bring things back spiritually, but that's very important to me and it speaks to me. Like Caitlin said, mentally, like you can throw your headphones on if you want to or if you don't want to, whatever. And literally, like I would have some of the most beautiful moments connecting with myself just mm-hmm. from walking, because like you just take in the sights, look at the trees, the ocean, whatever's around you, mm-hmm. and it allows you to connect with self. It's it's mm-hmm. a form of meditation when you think of it. If you are yeah. connecting with self while you're, because you're not really thinking, you're allowing your brain that time to relax, because we do live in a high stress kind of world, especially yeah. in North America, very corporate, very go, 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 hustle, hustle, la, 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 mm-hmm. when it's like, no, no, take a step back. Allow yourself to connect and you're also moving your body, getting the blood flowing, all the scientifically, scientifically, scientific parts of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just (laughs) win-win. And it's not scary. It's not a scary thing because we do it all the time.
1: Yeah, we do it all the time. Throw on your favorite Crime Junkie episode. (laughs) Yes.
0: Throw on the tea with KG. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Caitlin is obsessed uh, with
1: crime. Really I'm jokey right now. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of good, kind of probably not great, but probably not the best for your mental health. But,
0: <laughs> but if it's something you enjoy, right? Yeah, I've learned
1: some things mostly to trust anybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I don't think I should watch that now that I live in a city. Oh, no. <laughs> <Or East laughs> Don't do it. Just I get scared easy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, So I guess for me, what I'm going to say kind of as we reach the end, Caitlin's got some awesome words, wisdom will close with. But when it comes down to it, love yourself, even if it's hard at first keep practicing say those affirmations write a sticky note on your mirror you are beautiful you are worthy you are valuable whatever speaks to you put that on your mirror and look at it every single day write it in lipstick on your mirror if you don't mind cleaning that off later like do whatever it takes to fuel your mind because it starts with the mind then it translates to the rest and when you are feeling good with your mental health not saying every day is great because I have bad days Caitlin has bad we all have off days where it's like ugh but When you practice, it's it makes it easier to snap back into a good frame of mind. It makes it easier when you have if you have a support system like like one of your besties. Caitlin and I talk about stuff like this all the time. And we keep it real with each other. We're not sugarcoating it. It's like, look, I'm gonna talk about this right now. Even if like let's say you know that thought is not um, serving you, sometimes it helps to get it out of your body, release. It don't stay there too long, but but allow yourself to release.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So start with that. Show yourself some love and compassion. Celebrate that body, baby. Like, celebrate that motherfucking body. Like, Mm. no matter what your gender is, no matter if you're a mother, a parent, uh, whatever. I'm saying, I'm just going to shout out to the the moms right now. Girl, you carried a beautiful life in that body. Look what your body can do. Sometimes if you're doubting yourself, look what that body can do. Yeah. Moms are superhuman, and
1: I don't know how they do the things, and have children.
0: <laughs> oh, like, they're fucking super I, women. I'm like, I bow down to you, I mothers. Was, I was like, just
1: about to do that, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> feet,
0: like, <laughs> yes, legit, like, you're fucking amazing, and like, amazing. You carried a child and gave birth to him or her, like, hello. So show that body some love and remember, remind yourself, oh, my body did this. It's pretty fucking phenomenal. Like, uh-huh. love yourself. That It always comes down to that because it, it equates to your worth and yeah. you are worthy. You are valuable. You are enough. That is my hype girl statement for you today. Caitlin is <laughs> going to close us off with some awesomeness. I just wanted to make sure I said all those good things
1: i love it i love all of that oh my gosh it's so true um so this is a quote i do know who it's by actually so don't, you don't have to sue me now um, <laughs> by Caroline. okay hopefully it's by caroline caldwell if it's not then you know the drill <laughs> it says in a society that profits from your self-doubt loving yourself is a rebellious act just take a second with that for a second like think like about it say it much, again mm, in a society that profits from your self-doubt, loving yourself is a rebellious act. Like, society sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> short, short to the point. Society like, sucks.
1: Yeah. And it's seriously, it, it profits from all of the things that we think are wrong with ourselves that are not. Be rebellious about how you love yourself. Do it. Yeah. Don't feel it. Do it. Um, there's no normal body, there's no weight that you're going to achieve that's going to make you feel a certain way. You have to separate yourself, your self worth from how you look, and start to just love it. Like, your body is there to support you, your body does so many good things for you. You have to thank it every single day because we only get one. We only get one, and at the end of this life, nobody is going to remember. What your body looked like. They're gonna remember your soul. They're gonna remember all of the beautiful things that you did in this life. Yeah, you're
0: not gonna have someone (laughs) saying your eulogy saying, Caitlin Jardine, beautiful body. That's not gonna be the first thing (laughs) someone says.
1: Oh my god, no, no, they're probably not gonna say that at all.
0: (laughs) Right? Because that's not what matters at the end of the day. It's who Uh, you are. mm, No.
1: So yeah, learning to love yourself right now as you are. You know, if you have goals. If you want to change your health, if you want to change your wellness, if you want to start exercising, you know, you need to realize that, you know, a huge part of your health and wellness is your mental health and your soul, yes. and you need to realize that that's probably more important than what not probably. It absolutely is more important than what you look like. Yes. So, yeah, just remember those things and you're perfect the way you are. You don't need to change yourself and yeah, that's my words of wisdom.
0: <laughs> I love that. Can you say that quote just one more time, just so people can remember it? Yes, yes. So it's in a society that profits
1: from your self doubt, loving yourself is a rebellious act. Wow.
0: I know. I wow. That. Let that sink in, people. Yeah. Like, you're in charge of your destiny. Mm-hmm. And I know some people thrive off rebellion, so go be rebellious, go love that self. Like, <laughs> you're the only person who, tr- I mean, yes, you have support systems who have your back, but you have your back the most. Mm-hmm. And if you're being a bully to yourself, what is that, honey? Stop that. Exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Practice saying nice things to yourself. Every and single- be grateful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I like that you said that when you were speaking earlier, you said, like, I, guess, I mean, you might've said thanking your body, but yeah. it's true. Be Mm. grateful for that because we're here, we're alive, we're breathing. That's a beautiful fucking thing. Don't take
1: that for granted. Like just being, just existing right now is so beautiful. Mm.
0: Yes, honor your health. It comes back to honoring and respecting yourself. If -hmm. you expect others to respect you, you need to start respecting yourself too. Yeah, absolutely. Yay. Oh my God. Well, thank you so, so, so much for joining us today. Oh my God. We had such a great conversation. I'm so happy that we did this. I think this is just such an important topic, and it's probably one we'll touch on again as we keep going with these episodes because we just kind of shared our experiences, and I'm sure there's more we could share, but you know, we just kind of spoke from the heart about Mm -hmm. our stories, and hopefully, this resonates with some of you. I'm sure it will because if we're feeling this, it, we're not alone. We're not the only ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is such yeah. a Oh, so good right now. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. Like I'm just so blessed to have you join us and share your beautiful story and wisdom with us because you've got an amazing story and you're a beacon like of light and your journey with health is so inspiring. So I know that others will definitely resonate with what you've had to say today (laughs) you're so sweet thank you (laughs) it's true it's all true i love it yay okay well that is tea time everybody thank you so much for bringing your beautiful energy into this conversation with Caitlin and I today. We really appreciate it. Oh, and if also, if you'd like to connect with Caitlin, uh, you can let them know what your Instagrams are like she has two, So if you'd like to share, you can.
1: Yeah. So my personal Instagram is Caitlin, just at Caitlin Jardine. Um, and I share a lot of um, gym related things on there. <laughs> a lot of the time yeah. lifts and stuff, it'll be on there. So that's where you can find me doing, kind of cool stuff <laughs> yes and what's your <laughs> photography yeah and then my photography page is caitlin Jardine photography no spaces or extra hyphens or anything like that <laughs> and yeah
0: <laughs> perfect yeah so if you'd like to check her out that'll be there it'll also be if you're watching on youtube i'm gonna have all the links there if you're listening on podcast just head on over if you can't find her just that. Uh, find my Instagram and she's there. But uh, the spelling and stuff of her name will be on all the graphics. So there shouldn't be any trouble to find her if she resonated with you today. So thank you so much. Sending love and light to all of you as always. And that's tea time. Bye.